Condi Nasties is in rehab this week, so I'm here all alone. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch, and this is Reading Drag Race, the podcast where we talk about whatever I want, but mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hi, everyone. Uh, so, like I said, uh, my bestie Condi's, uh, t- she's taking care of herself, and we're proud of her for it. And sitting in in the second chair this week is that girl down the street. Hey, that girl. Hi, hi, hi. How, how's it been? It's it, it's been a couple of weeks because before Condi was drying out in rehab, I was drying out because it has been a rough October. The change in weather has been rough on all of us. Oh yeah, I'm definitely experiencing things that I'm just like, what is going on with you? It's it's so incredibly not the season. And normally, I, I'm a Scorpio. This is my time of year. I need to, this is my best sweater weather. Come on. I love fall, and I don't know what it is about this fall. Maybe it's climate change. I don't know. But I'm just like, I don't, I don't remember being like, ah, it falls when the allergies really get me, and I'm just screwed. I just remember loving fall, and this year I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It's like, it stayed warm and wet just a little too long so everything oh it's the worst so everything's just moldy (laughs) yeah yeah all right so uh we're we're reviewing episode two this week downton draggy and who boy does this show know to hit me exactly where i live (laughs) yeah oh yeah i I mean i was annoyed she lives for a period drama mama Uh, yes yes uh, uh, I, I get more life from, like, Maggie Smith arching an eyebrow than just about anything else. So, yeah, this was... I, I'm going to say this over as an overall comment for this episode and kind of the season so far. It's the fucking most fun I've had in Drag Race in a while. I actually was thinking the same thing recently, where I was just like, Oh no, I'm having more fun with this season than I've had in a long time. And I think that it's going to be the case where it turns out a lot like season eight, where I'm on controversial opinion. Season eight is my favorite season of Drag Race. Do I think it has the best queens? No. Do I think it's the best season of Drag Race because of the challenge and the fact that they figured out a way to highlight everyone's unique talents in a way that was just like next level without having any dud episodes throughout the entire season? Yes. And I think they're going to do the same thing with UK and that it's going to be short, powerful, and it's just going to be like solid the whole way through. And I'm, I think it's going to be one of the best seasons we've had in a long time. Yeah, in, in a weird way, the absence of the money, like, it, people are, it, like, like, people will get exposure from this, but they're not going to get, make, they're not going to get rich off it, and I don't know, maybe it's like Great British Bake Off, where the absence of a prize takes away some of the clawing in just enough proportions that everyone can relax just a little and have fun, because they still obviously want to do well, and they want to stick around, because airtime is the, is the prize now, but it's less... I don't know. It's less uh, angry at I, points. Like, I don't know. I feel like uh, in this episode, the Vivian was a bigger bitch than like anyone was <laughs> during the entirety of season eleven. So I don't know if that's true, but I, I understand what you're saying in that it's the, the lower stakes bring out better, like. they leave their less manic participants (laughs) yeah yeah it just uh and maybe it's like the british style of drag that's a lot more humor acty based anyway but just god it's been so much fun to watch this okay so let's uh i think let's dive in Uh, we have to go over that mini challenge because i lived for the drama of the mini challenge and i love the setups for it because yeah. uh, what was it that Baga said at the very top of the episode is that like, oh, the this always pissed me off is after the first person gets eliminated, they're always like, ooh, the real competition starts now. And it's just like, well, someone didn't even make it to the real competition then. You're forgetting the fact that like it actually started last week and you all just were like stupid <laughs> for the first week, apparently. Uh, but she was like, oh, re- people's true colors will come out now or something like that. And I was like, oh, and they did. 
they did. We got to see a lot of people be bitches this week. We got to see a lot of people totally fall apart this week. And I think that it started with the mini challenge. Yeah. I like how you're like, yeah, maybe. No, no. No, no I, I agree. Don't... I, I, I agree. I just had, for, for, write it down, historians. I had nothing to add just this once. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you think about the for the mini challenge? There was a uh, classic like gay uh, race joke at the beginning with the top and the bottom. <laughs> that yeah. The, yeah. the the black crew member walked out with the bottom and the tall the the tall lead top, <laughs> and then they switched sides. <laughs> low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. Ah, uh, hanging. Uh, well, though tall, uh, tall Brit crew this time looked like he was actually having fun, so that actually made me happier. It's like were you were you hiding these guys till episode two? Oh yeah, the the tall one doesn't look dead inside. <laughs> like he just he just acts he his agent didn't just tell him to show up at a specific time. He got offered a part and then felt obligated to take it because it was the first thing that he had ever been offered in his career. It was actually like, oh no, I wanted to be a Brit crew member. Like, you could tell that guy was here for it. Yeah. All right. I do I do love the setup of the, like, rank them literally best to worst, because it just, it, it it was amazing. It was like, let's, we all assume you're doing it when you pick teams anyway, so let's just do it. And then making Scaredy Cat the other team leader perfection you you can't see me doing a little chef's kiss but that's what i'm doing because it was perfection what do you think about the fact that she put vinegar as the top person and she was in the bottom the previous week uh i think i, I think the consensus of the internet was that vinegar got uh kneecapped by not getting to wear the dress she wanted and her look was sloppy certainly um or her other look was but it's like we get she's clearly a good entertainer like she'll she'll be one of those queens of like oh regardless of what i think about the technicals of your drag i will absolutely give you a dollar in a bar so i i think and i bet in the room that really shines like when you're just hanging around vinegar i bet she's just a riot and super fun and whip smart and that would make someone think oh yeah they're definitely going to go far as long as they can like figure a couple of things out she's totally like building this throne of likability yeah. where it's like she might it, you know losing is the new winning she might not win but she surely won't lose yeah agreed agreed uh but i don't know what what do you think about the actual layout of the other people within the list uh what was it cuz it it was like it was, was very, vinegar yeah, i was very drunk when i watched the episode so. <laughs> it was vinegar uh bag of chips then crystal then davina yeah davina and crystal might be swapped and then yeah. it was something wrong then blue hydrangea then cheryl then scaredy i would largely agree with with that i i might rank davina i i think davina was higher and if she wasn't higher i would say she should be higher but by and large i don't disagree with uh with, with the rankings I'll put it this way. If they had uh, ranked them after this challenge, DeVita would have been in the top three or four. Yeah, yeah. Easily. I do think it's interesting that as of right now, she's, she wasn't wrong. <laughs> she was not. <laughs> she was not. But you you enjoyed the twist? Oh, God, that was so... Well, it's actually... A, it's the... There's a, there's a sweet spot of reality TV nonsense... Where, yes, you do things to produce drama, but then you also do them thoughtfully or well to produce good story. And making Scaredy Cat the team captain is the applied version of Step Your Pussy Up. Rather than just have a go go around the workroom and be like, oh, well, you were you did not do well last week, blah, 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 blah. Let's talk about it. I'm going to take it to the next level, whatever that means. It's just, look, the cons group consensus was because of your youth and inexperience, you are the weakest link. Uh, and to see that you are not, we are making you team captain. Yeah. Uh, it's like sink or swim. Like I, that was delightful because it was like, give, even if your team doesn't win, you still have a chance to demonstrate that you have the chops 
to 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 really play with these other queens and i think that's what she didn't do like i just think it's really interesting the way that like scaredy led off with the picking and i don't i don't think she was wrong for picking davina first but after that point i was just like what's she doing what what, what's she doing like i almost wondered are the producers feeding you that list like what has happened i agree yeah, no, sometimes uh, sometimes you can lose the challenge before the challenge even starts. And with her picking that team, she lost herself that challenge. <laughs> what else was there? Then they broke up into teams. I think it's really interesting that even the, uh, what was it, the Vivian's team was talking about how they thought Scaredy Cat was this, like, dark horse within the competition. And I think everyone was feeling that. Everyone was feeling like, oh, but that's Scaredy Cat, though. She's different. Like, and I do think it's interesting that they chose to include that within the episode because they obviously didn't know that people were going to have that same, like, the public was going to have that same reaction. God knows they gauged Silky Nutmeg and Ash wrong. So, like, they don't have a great track record. So, I mean, I I think it was very on the nose that they had that conversation, given the way that we were all talking about her leading up to this week. Yeah. All right. uh, Getting into the acting challenge itself. This was good. This was probably one of the... Like, and maybe it's because British accents are funnier or something to an American ear, but I found this a much more just satisfying acting mini challenge than several of the more recent American ones. Like, like this makes that sad sex in the kitty girl look like just it, it highlights the shit that was like this might th- this might not be as good as the Empire one with with Bob in in season eight. Oh, no, but that was st- great. <laughs> that was that was that was that was art that was just exquisite up and down the line uh but this was good it was and credit i'm gonna take this shoe <laughs> yeah. i still live for that line uh, is the bus still running is what what gets me i i, I hear that in my head <laughs> give me that shoe bitch <laughs> uh so okay back to this one i don't know why they made it mariah carey that was the weirdest choice for me like i i I think they did the Mariah Carey solely so they could do the I don't know him joke. Like, literally. It was was solely for that one line, I'm going to make them American, and they're going to do this I don't know him joke. Eh, okay. Um... I will say uh, something wrong. I'll I'll say this for her over other Amer- uh, other the over the American queens. She knew her Mariah references. <laughs> well, that's that's actually pretty funny and very true. <laughs> and I'll say this: they did some good editing on this because with both Blue Hydrangea and Something Wong, they didn't have a full take of them saying their lines, but they edited it well enough that when you presented the final product, it didn't it- look crazy because they just like switch to cuts of the person reacting to their lines mm. and so honestly i think that's part of the reason that bag of chips got so highlighted this episode and then like you know you got some reaction from cheryl hole with the blue hydrangea yeah like, well let's talk about Bega. she was i think she i i liked watching she took direction well they said do this and she did it and i half think that the little misunderstanding about that's better whether that was a comment or her next line was like was baga in on that was she doing that on purpose or did she really not get they were giving her her next line i i I will accept either interpretation it's one of those things where you know if you got it on that level you're gonna deliver it whether you're attempting to deliver it or not and I think that she just had it where it was just like, you know, she was like, no matter what she was doing, whether it was good, bad or otherwise, you were laughing through that entire performance. And yep. like, <laughs> it's, yep. I rewatched it and I was like, it's not like good, like, especially watching them film it, the clips of her, like, actually when they're like filming it, it's like, it's not great, but it sure is funny. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, yeah, I, I cracked up again. I watched it, I, I, I watched it again before sitting down to, to tape and 
it's still fucking funny. Yeah, I did. Uh, what was it with Vinegar though, and her delivering that reading line? I was just like, this seems very American and forced, and especially when like Michelle's like, "What do we do when we're reading?" It's basically like, well, I don't know what they do when they're reading, honestly. So, uh, what do you want right now? <laughs> yeah. Who else? I'm trying to think. Uh. The Vivian was good, but forgetful. Yeah, and I thought, was it Davina? Who was, who was the Maggie Smith in Bag of Chips one? That was that was that Davina, was Vi- right? that was Vivian. No, that was Vivian. You're God. Am I still drunk? Yeah, no. It was it's possible. It, as I said, it was acceptable yeah. yet forgetful. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, who was the other person in that scene? It was uh, that, 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 that. no, it was Vinegar. The Vivian, Baga, and something Wong. So yeah. that was all of them. It, it's funny uh, because uh, because of the editing, you kind of felt like something Wong and the Vivian almost gave like a similar caliber performance. Yeah, yeah. Because the editing was good. <laughs> uh, moving on to the second group. Uh, uh, the the only memory I have of the second group clearly is how, uh, how carved out Scaredy Cat's cheekbones were. They'll haunt my dreams. Like, oh, like if she, I, it would have been funny, funnier if she had taken that like bitch moan and at a certain point made it into a slightly sexual moan or did something. But well, that's was... the thing. I'm struggling to remember which episode it was, but there's been a couple of acting challenges. Where the character is supposed to be mopey or whiny? Oh, it was um, uh, the the bitchler uh, when Aja had to do whiny and needy, and it was just that same uh, voice over and over and over and over again, and there was no anything. Maybe maybe whininess is like a weird weak weak point for drag queens that they can't do it successfully. I don't know why. I, there it is. The other thing that they're not very good at is being a bitch, like playing a part of a bitch those are the two things being whiny and being a bitch they can't do because in real life they're whiny bitches so they're just (laughs) they they don't know how to do it with any depth because they don't like you know it it, it's too the mirror is too close girl (laughs) yeah they they lack the self-awareness to recognize those qualities in themselves yeah yeah i can see it yeah no they they don't recognize their own depth so how are they ever going to (laughs) portray it to somebody else i shouldn't think that that's that funny (laughs) into specific queens like i thought what'd you think of crystal she did that British accent at first. I thought it was totally preposterous that they were just like, oh, yeah, it'll be funny. And maybe it was funny. Like, but at the same time, it's like your 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 judging panel is a bunch of Americans and you're a Canadian doing a British accent for a person that is American. It was all a little bit meta for me. And in yeah. a way that it was just like, well, I mean, you could have done that, or you could have just delivered a really solid performance. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much else on the second one. I it, it obviously wasn't as funny, uh, so it just doesn't stick in my my mind. I also thought that for Davina's performance, because Davina was uh, the maid in this one, I thought mm-hmm. she did amazing. Like honestly, I think she did better than Bag of Chips. It's just Bag of Chips, like just oozed funny. Well, Davina actually delivered a fu- the funniest actual like performance, but I totally sympathize with her about the comment of like, you can only push yourself so far when everyone around you is struggling. And if it was the case that the people around me weren't struggling, I would have been able to push myself so much further. And I'm doing the best that I can given the group that I got put on, and I'm doing very well. But it still wasn't, I wasn't capable of highlighting my best work. And that just is like, ugh. I just feel like that just hits so many people right in the stomach where it's just like, they, they, they feel held back from like achieving their own greatness because of the situations that they get forced into and the circumstances that they're in because of the people that are like essentially around them. Yeah, and, and I'll say, like, I 
acting is a group activity. You you get energy from the other person to make the thing you're making together. And it's not, it's like it's not just sour grapes. Like you if you're like you do your best and you do your you do the work you're there to do, but part of a successful performance is that back and forth with the other people and if that if they're not there to throw the ball back to you it does it, like yeah no, it, to make a sports analogy if i may no matter how good everyone else no matter how good you are if you don't have at least competent teammates you will not your team will not do well and you will not do well and i'll make a drag race reference for that yeah. remember trixie mattel and milk and all stars three for the bitchler trixie hit it out of the park but it didn't matter because milk was so bad that she wasn't yep. going to get any of those kudos yep i like how you're just like over everyone from this second well this i know this 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 half was kind of like a null entity to me it was like there's i have a vague recollection of whining that's like if i access the memory file for this clip i just get like a sound all right onto the runway sure thing all right i'm gonna say uh baga coming out is laser minnelli made me cackle so loudly it was the best look of the runway in my opinion hands Uh, down hard agree just like it it's a perfect joke it's a gay joke it's a bond joke like like yeah like everything worked there and it was sold by her personality like just it was great and i i the whole time the whole time she was walking down the runway i was like if she doesn't throw that fucking hat at the end of it i'm gonna fucking scream and then she did and i was like yes (laughs) it was great the whole thing was like she walked out and i i literally was just like (gasps) it just made me instantly happy i was so happy with it she got the challenge like yeah like there's like a for like the like bond girls is such an expansive like this is probably one of the best ideas for a challenge because anyone can be a bond girl like there's so much range in there and you can tell so like bond girls themselves are ridiculous almost drag name jokes oh yeah for sure pussy galore please what was the the one from austin powers a lot of vagina come on like it's like like and I, I feel like Baga understood that in a way that some of the other girls maybe didn't quite. Yeah, but I do think that like, you know, the whole thing about being a Bond girl, in my opinion, is basically the same thing about being a drag queen. It's like be you, but be you at a twelve. And yeah. a lot of these girls totally delivered on the you as a twelve, and some of them didn't. But Baggett definitely delivered. Um, what do you think of the Vivian? Because she was actually the first one out. And it was Serena Shart. Right. Codename, Codename IBS. IBS. That, that was also great for me. And again, like, okay, is is uh, gastrointestinal humor a little... little a little uh, cliche at this point sure did it make me laugh absolutely (laughs) i also like looking at the pictures of it after the fact it reads as more of like this red jumpsuit but like during the actual runway i was like oh it looks like it, it looks brown to me but it looked like this very iridescent brown and yeah, I'm getting purple in the picture I'm looking at. Yeah, no, oh, that yeah. like purple, what, red, what, whatever. What color is the dress? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it definitely like Grace Jones. It was totally Grace Jones. Like uh, yeah. you looked at it and you were just like, oh, she's she's Grace Jones. Like it was. I really liked this look. I thought it was great. I thought she's like stop slicking back your hair though. We've seen it enough times already. We've seen it for how many looks from you, and it's week two? Like, do something else. Yeah. Bitch. All right, who is next down the runway? Because I I just have them in alphabetical order. It was something Wong was after it, and she had another, like, Grace Jones-esque look, look, but she did it in a different way. What do you think? 
I like I like the overall look. I like the headpiece. I like the sunglasses. I largely like her makeup. I like her makeup more than I did last week. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of the bust. I I, I don't know why. I think like that could have, maybe it's just the bra I don't like. That it, that is not doing it for me. Overall, um, I I think it's proportioned well. I think she did a good job with her hips. Uh, to like make it a Grace Jones jumpsuit, but for her body type, because obviously she is not a rail thin androjo femme queen. Um, so I like I like ninety percent of this look a lot, and then I'm lukewarm on the on the uh, bra bodice bit. You didn't comment on like the most noticeable thing. There's no hair. What'd you think? Oh, I you know because it was like oh it's Grace Jones look it's bald that's fine. Um, it worked. It, it worked shape wise, like the the way the 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 color contrast in the hood and the the shape of it. You I, could tell she proportioned. She like contoured her head, her whole yeah. head. Yeah. So I I um I loved the whole thing. I thought it was great. I even loved her eye makeup. I thought that was great. I think she was a little bit white in the face, but at the same time, it worked for me. Like, I love the whole thing. I loved uh, the bra that she's wearing. And I loved when she turned around and did that walk, like, to leave. I love the way that she did that with the double, like, I'm going to put a hand on each hip and, like, arch myself back and give you all this back. I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. I really liked the bald look, too. I thought it was like Grace Jones, but like the Vivian's Grace Jones with the slick back hair was kind of more accurate because Grace Jones, like the most like iconic look is like basically her with a pompadour. Slightly more accurate, but I thought that this was like next level of that. Uh, yeah, I would say I like some uh, Something Wong's version more than the Vivian's. Not like by a ton, and it's not that Vivian's wasn't good, but... Yeah, I, I would give it if I if it was a head to head matchup, I would give it to something long. Yeah, after her was uh, vinegar. Oh, vinegar! Oh, uh, sweet, sweet vinegar! A uh, cu- couple of things just off the top. The name makes no sense at all. Uh, it's like Mrs. Par- Fuck Tits. Ha! Huh? Yeah, that's not. Eh. Uh, <laughs> Also not making sense is her apparent lack of access to the iron in her hotel room. Oh, <laughs> you're right. It is a little bit wrinkly, a little bit baggy. Like, like especially if you want to do that kind of like twisted, chunky, layered power blazer look, everything else has to be like crisp as a motherfucker. Yeah, no, I feel like, and I feel super shady saying this, but you know, whatever. If the shoe fits, wear it. Like... She came to this competition and she exists as a drag queen as like, oh, I'm just going to get like, I really want a gray look and like, you know, make it like business, but make it like bitch. And she just was like, oh, whatever you come up with is fine. Like, (laughs) I'm going to give you some cues. Whatever you come up with is fine. And she like, that's the way she approaches making her looks. Like, she goes in, she's like, oh, I want, like, these two things, like, business meets bitch. And then she's, eh, whatever's good. Like, she just, it doesn't look thought out. It doesn't look yeah. like she has, like, any sort of real story. Like, who is this woman? I don't know. She's just a woman that put herself in this dress. And, and picked out that weird, bright red fur? Yeah. Foxtail? What yeah. am I looking at? Did she, did, did she like, clip the tail off Clifford the Big Red Dog? What happened? I really want just this red, uh, like, artificial-looking shawl. Like, you know, just cuz. But uh, I'll say this, it did make that look look better. <laughs> because it would have just been, like... So what are you trying to do here? I mean, not that it wasn't still, so what are you trying to do here? But at least it's like, well, I mean, what are you trying to do here? You clearly tried. If she hadn't have had it, it would have been like, and you didn't even try. 
And again, she's hilarious, and I love her, and I would go see her show, but girl. Yeah. Girl, get your shit together. Okay, after that was, I, I, I'm not positive, but I think it was Cheryl Hole after that. Yeah, from the neck up, I think it's really good. Like, it, it has that kind of cheesy, over-the-top, exaggerated glamour of, like, a 60s, 70s Bond girl. Uh, I always, big hair works. The rest is pretty pedestrian to me. Like, like eh, it, you know, it, it, it's almost, I don't want to say Halloween costume in a bag, Bond girl, but it's not much above that for me. It, it just reminds me of those girls that came to Drag Race. Like, I have a lot of money. I spent a lot of money on these outfits. You should love them. And it's just like, uh, you might have spent a lot of money, girl, but what's that got to do with it? Like, it just doesn't feel like a concept was there. She just was like, I'm going to have this pretty dress, and she's going to tear away and be like this badass. And it just, like, she doesn't look that pretty in the pretty dress. And she doesn't look like that much of a badass in the badass outfit either. So it's kind of just, like, you know how when you're cooking you have to put salt on everything? Because if you don't, the whole dish turns out bland? Yeah. What do you think of Crystal's look? It's one of those, it's probably at the extreme end of the brief. Like... But in a way, I like. Like, I, I think this might be... Like, there, there's another look that I think comes closer to I just took an entirely different look and said it met the challenge because it was what was in my bag that we'll get to in a minute. This one is, like, just inside the line. Like, I like the bondage rope lattice work. That makes me think of, like, James Bond being tied to a chair by a femme fatale. That works. Um, overall, I, I like the entire look, and I think she sold it physically. Oh, it's definitely like I studied traditional Japanese bondage and here it is, girl. Like, I do like that aspect of it, but I wish that the bondage aspect of it integrated with, like, she has a lot of great concepts here. I love the hair. I love the, like, cat suit. Uh, the overcoat. Eh, okay. It felt, it felt added on. Yeah. But and I like the bondage, but it seems like there were almost like three different things here where it was yeah. like, okay, the coat look. Okay, great. And then we have the jumpsuit and it's just like or I mean the cat suit. And that's great too. And then the bondage, but I'm just like, but how do these three things go together? And that's the part I didn't understand, especially with the coloring of the rope that she used. I was yeah. like it's like this copper brown rope that isn't very thick. So it's like you can kind of see that it's like, you know, this intricate bondage work. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, but why'd you choose to do that? If you're not going to really like highlight it, why not just have an, a, a slightly thicker, obnoxious red like rope? Why? Right. And that that would have even pulled together the, the orange coat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where it was just like, there's so much good here. Go full concept. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm a picky bitch. <laughs> did, you li- you. did you like? Did you like Davina DeCampo's One-Eyed Assassin? <laughs> uh, this is the one for me that felt like um, I got this cost. This was a look. This was an extant look sitting in in my case and i'll use it for this one it doesn't feel like this was made for this challenge it feels like it was adopted wholesale with little to no modification for this challenge if that makes sense it's one of those things where i i I agree with you completely actually where it's just like i have this costume it's a little bit weird it totally gives you femme fatale and this is my one chance to wear it, and I spent a lot of money on it, so I'm just going to wear this, and it'll be fine. <laughs> and it was. Like, she gave me all that. She gave me all that, but at the same time, I was still like, uh, yes and no. But I do, I do, th- like, especially because she, she did so well the previous week with her looks. 
that this just seemed a little bit like oh you 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 clearly have a large closet and this is obviously something you had in it yeah then we have scaredy cat <sighs> okay um aside hard from the shrug cheek, <laughs> yeah aside from the cheek makeup which were the contouring which is atrocious yeah um what was really weird about this look for me and it came up really more for me in the lip sync is the jacket and the turtleneck and the dress all make her neck disappear like and it, 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 she like if a football player had followed her onto the runway, he would have less things around his neck and shoulders. And it just really truncates her and makes it look like her head is floating above the dress. And it didn't, it didn't work. Like I, I get you want to do the bomber jacket or that kind of like aviatrix thing. Word lesson of the day, the, the feminine form of aviator is aviatrix, like executor or executrix, the more you know. Um, but it just as a look, it's so chunky and bulky right around her neck in a way that looks really unflattering i had the total opposite opinion of this look in that uh i'll say this i agree with you about the makeup i was kind of just like but why are you doing that right now <laughs> and it's so severe like the first couple times i saw it i was like oh i'm here for it and now i was just like oh but it's so harsh girl it's so harsh and has nothing to do with and has nothing to do with this look but as far like outside of that though i think she honestly delivered bond girl in a way that none of the others managed to and that she delivered almost this like softer uh kawaii like bond girl fantasy that was definitely like more childish or childlike i just thought it was like ethereal in this way that was giving me like amelia Earhart, like bond girl like i have a job like super camp and i i it struck me as very much a like drag version of a like good bond girl like not one of the villains but like one of the ally bond girls and i I really like that because none of the other girls were delivering me like good girl, like Bond girl drag. And I, I, I get all of that. I just think if the if the fur collar or the turtleneck were a little slimmer, I think it would have made a better overall look. That That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the last person that we have to go over is Blue Hydrangea with the triple tits. And again, this feels like th you did not make that to be a Bond girl. You adapted it to be a Bond girl, which is fine. We don't have infinite closets and you got to make a look work. But that's a pretty extreme version of a Bond girl because as fantastic as a universe that, that James Bond is, there's no, it's not overlapping with Total Recall. Yeah, no, I was thinking, I was obviously like Total Recall the entire time. But I disagree in that I think it was giving you, like, this is a potential future, like, 2024 version of a James Bond girl. And so I appreciated it for what it was, but honestly, she didn't sell it to me in any real way. In that yeah. it was, there's the, like, Nina Bonina Brown, like, let me feel my own drugs, like, let me tweak my own nipples type of thing. Where it was just, like, she kept doing that, where it was just like, I don't feel like you're that girl. Like, I don't feel like you're that girl, and I don't feel like any part of you can truly channel that persona in any real sort of way that's, like, genuine and, like, really means, like, oh, fetishize me while I play with my own nipples. Like, I can never see Blue Hydrangea doing that, so it just seemed a little bit, like reaching essentially yeah also i'm just looking at the photo the the nipples themselves are oh it's 007 it's a zero even... zero and then a seven yeah god i couldn't even tell that in the runway also and this is a real picky complaint but i'm gonna make it because i can the boob color doesn't match the rest of her skin color and it's just off enough to notice i didn't notice 
But one thing I did notice is after she took off her helmet in the lipstick, she had a pretty fierce bob. I would have I would have enjoyed seeing that beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But I mean it was it, I'll say this. I don't think it was the worst look we saw. I think it was actually one of the better looks. I just wish she would have been able to like sell it in a way that wasn't just like, hey, this is sex on a stick and uh I'm selling it. <laughs> Like, that's how it came off to me. I don't know why that is, but it just, no, like... I totally, I totally see it. There's a disconnect between the sexiness of the costume and the sexiness of the performer. Okay, so one thing we didn't cover yet was just the, like, drama in the workroom. There's a lot of drama that happens uh, in the, like, untucked mini thing, as well as just, like, during the course of the episode... A lot of it surrounded uh, Cheryl Hull, who talks too damn much. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and pulling the Laganja shtick of always being on and not the person you know from when you did drag with her 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. she's totally giving me Laganja Straja Drag Race UK vibes. And I'll say this, she managed to do it in a way that was much more like like palatable. yeah because it was one of those things where by the end of her doing it i was like oh like i well when lagaja did it it felt sl- like alienating when she's doing it it feels like relatable which i felt was a totally different line because lagaja was so over the top and self-unaware that it was just like you don't even get it you stupid bitch but She's doing it in this way that's like, I know that that's what's happening, and I don't know how to navigate this situation to, like, figure out how to, like, you know, tote the line between wanting to be more, because that's what drag is, is upping your you-ness, and, like, being so on that I'm not even myself. Like the way that she spoke about it and the way that it came across, I felt was like much more like uh, relatable than anything. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, when confronted about it, she was honest and open about it as opposed to Laganja who felt very attacked. I feel like, very attacked. Laganja still like one of my favorite queens of all time, even though she's just like a mess. <laughs> I love her. I, I just, she made me laugh all the time. I loved uh, it. The rest of this podcast is just going to be us saying, I feel very attacked back and forth at each other in higher and higher registers for the next like half hour. <laughs> I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> uh, so there was that. I thought like it was one of those things where like, you know how I was saying at the beginning of the episode, bag of chips came out and was like, Oh, we're going to see people's true colors now. Like, I don't know what kind of accent or voice that was. <laughs> yeah, but... where did that come from? <laughs> she just has this, like, very, like, I, get, I, I don't know. I, I view it as, like, this, like, gangster accent, but at the same time, it's British. But it's not, like, classic gangster, but at the same time, it's, like, giving me that for some reason. Anyway, true colors now, and then, like, the Vivian's just a total bitch the entire episode, and I was like, ah. Oh. The Vivian, you 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 did everything to come in and win this, except for remember that above all else, you gotta be likable. You can lose this thing in the confessional, and you're forgetting that. Yeah, uh, a lesson sadly also forgotten by uh, one Miss Ginger Minge. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, it was one of those things where it just like I I just immediately like after this episode was going I was like oh she's ginger minging she's forgetting that you can't be a bitch and win this isn't season two and then there was the something Wong talking about not being out to her family did you have any thoughts about that well you know beyond general sympathy and hope that it works out and. I do always find it fascinating when the queen's like, oh, my my family thinks I'm married to a woman and we have three children and live in Connecticut and that I'm a banker and that I do bank things all day. And I'm like, 
you know this show goes on television and the internet, right? <laughs> like, like I, 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 I understand when it's like my family is vaguely aware I do drag and we just don't talk about it. That's like different than my family literally has no idea I do this thing for a living and I'm choosing now to do it in the most public of fora. That is, that is a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, it always makes me go, did, 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 did you think all the way? Did you? And, and maybe it's one of those like jumping out of an airplane, like you force yourself in the situation, like you're forcing the conversation that you've been avoiding. And I totally get and respect that. But it always seems like, oh, they don't know. They're going to know now. <laughs> Yeah, I think that a lot of times, I don't know if I'm just reading this wrong, where it's almost like a relief for a lot of the queens that are on it, because it's just like, I finally get to have this conversation without it being like, you know, uh, something that I necessarily have to like, you know, force on somebody else, but it, it will force itself on other people. Yeah. Because you know that one bitchy relative who is also secretly gay, but way more in the closet about it, also watches the show and is totally going to start blabbing the minute they recognize you. Every yeah. family has one. The judging. Did you think anything notable? The judging we had Maisie Williams. Yeah, she said she loves scaredy cats the best, and that was a little needle scratch for me, but... Um... <laughs> well, she is a younger girl. So yeah, yeah. I I think that Scaredy Cat cues on something that is honestly like I mean I I feel like I understand and appreciate Scaredy's aesthetic exponentially more than a lot of the people that I end up talking to. But I think that the kids younger than us like could understand and relate to that aesthetic on such a bigger level that I think that for them, she's bringing something that they never seen before. So I totally get why it was her favorite because it was so different and it might not have been great, but it was so different, but still like high caliber. Hmm. Um, I like Graham Norton apparently. So it's like, He's alternating with Alan Carr, so like they're the Carson Ross of the deal. And I love Graham Norton. He is he is very funny. So uh, I, nothing's jumping out in my memory. But again, my memory retention may not be 100% because I was drinking. Um, my favorite uh, Graham Norton part where was when Cheryl Hall was doing her, she had a gun in her like garter belt or whatever. And she was doing this thing with the gun at the end of her runway like, well, you know, the classic drag queen, like, what am I holding? And then he just goes, it's a gun. And it's, it was what, I don't know why, because Cheryl was being so over the top, like so over the top. And he just called her on it in this way that was very deadpan that I just loved, where it was just like, it's a gun, you stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that stuck out to me, but it did. I thought it was hilarious. All right, now on to the lip sync, right? Well, we should say who won. Oh, well, oh, uh, God, yeah, we jumped right past that because uh, it was sort of, we, we just dove right into the looks. Um, yeah, so Bag of Chips won and absolutely deservedly so. Yeah. To me. The only person that could have come close is Davina, but her team did so poorly that she obviously couldn't have. And I think, honestly, Baga with her much better it's probably like that that's obviously her catchphrase for the next yeah, yeah, like get, get, get five that, years people yeah yeah much like i even saw the merch that was out this week with her <laughs> in the maid costume with the big ass mole on her cheek with the with the one arm pose saying much better like it it totally happens yeah and good for her like like if nothing else uh, laser manelli feels like one of those beautiful drag names that never occurred to me but now feels entirely obvious it was one of those things where she did so well in the challenge that uh like because her runway looks have been like they've been good but they haven't been like wow that yeah i was just like I hope she brings it on the runway because she definitely deserves the win for this. And 
Like, if she nails both, then she gets it. And then when she came out with Laser Minnelli, I was just like, and she won. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was it, great. She she sealed it with the hat. You're right. Yeah, when she, when yeah. She, when she when she uh, odd job that hat, game over, man. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> the second she walked out, I was just like, "Oh, good for you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bottom two, though. Do we agree? It's definitely scary in the bottom. Do I agree that the other one is Blue Hydrangea? Yes. Who else ex- do you think it could have been? Uh, who wasn't there? Was it? Uh, share. Cheryl, because her runway look wasn't great, and didn't she? Wasn't she kind of just blah in hers? Again, I'm having a very fuzzy recollection she, this week. She, again, she was adequate, but nothing memorable. Okay. The other person okay, it, that they were like setting up for like could possibly lose is something long, but they did that whole like we're gonna judge you as a group thing. So right, right. Uh, but yeah, no, I. I think that it could have easily been, uh, no, honestly, it should have been those two. Like, yeah, yeah, something I, Wong I, I was... did better than either of them. Like, Scared of Cat was just so, like, even though she didn't have any trouble with her lines, I, I would have preferred a lot of trouble with her lines and something memorable than what she gave. It was just so one note the whole time. Oh, <laughs> I did love, I did love Blue Hydrangea imitating Scary Cat. That was one of my favorite things that happened because she did such a good job mocking her being whiny that it, it was, it was so like overcharacterized that I was just like, why couldn't you have brought this to your own performance? But it was good. I thought it was good. As far as the lip sync goes, one, are they doing only British music? Is Venus British in some way? I think so. I think so. I'm, I, I, I'm Wikipediaing it now. Um, yeah, I, I was just like, I don't understand why they're doing this song. But at the same time, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense given the Bond girl like vibe of it all because it could be more retro and then on top of that it's also about like you know being a badass woman so like i get it but i i just don't think that it was the best song for them to be lip syncing to but it was one of those things where it definitely one like blue hydrangea can bring it more than i thought she could she was giving me moves. She was giving me choreography. She was giving me, like, presence. But at the yeah. same time, it was still like, oh, you you know choreography. You know how to hit marks. But can you, like, do it, like, with uh, joie de vivre? I don't know. There was just something missing from that performance, despite the fact that she was, like, you know, doing the damn thing. I just, like, I don't know. It's something like when you see, like, you know, Alyssa Edwards or Coco Montrese do a lip sync where not only are they hitting all of their marks, but they also, like, are just, like, fucking there. I didn't feel like Blue Hydrangea was there. She was just, like, and here's where I do this other part. Yeah, I haven't been bowled over by either lip sync so far to the point that I'm wondering if it's, like, something in the skill set of british queens the way it is for american queens like yeah i i I, you you hit hit the nail on the head she was technically fine but there was like lacking some energy some connection though i wonder if that's going to be her narrative arc now like it'll be like rue trying to get her out of her shell something something yeah Uh, i think i think she cleanly won i'm not suggesting she shouldn't have won but I, i do agree it was there was a gap there where it's like when you know when it was like Tatiana and Alyssa Edwards, uh, or uh, you know just that fucking amazing connecting, like even through a TV screen, you feel it. Um, yeah, that was missing here. Yeah, no, and like if you had to ask me to describe her lip sync in one word, it would be the word proficient. Yeah, where it was just like, oh, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. She lip synced the song. <laughs> it's, but 
Like, I, I mean, as Charlie Hyde's notoriously said, British queens don't lip sync. They sing live. So maybe this is something they just don't know how to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I, I'll, I'll say this. Based on what I've seen, they sure don't. <laughs> and then uh, Scaredy Cat's performance Scaredy Cat reminded me of what it was like to be 19 in this performance because it was just like I'm going to be interesting and you're going to get your life from watching me be interesting and that's what it is so it was a lot of her just like doing weird stuff with her body contorting it in weird ways falling all over herself and being like aren't you entertained isn't it interesting and for me it was not interesting yeah uh, yeah yeah i just it was it just like it was just like her acting performance and that it was like one note where it's like here let me let me like blah my arms and then like walk stomp around in this weird way that kind of resembles tripping and i'm gonna form interesting angles with my body and uh basically like look like i'm cry moaning this song i'll say this wasn't bad for a first gig but it looked like a first one yes yes and her lipstick message was weird to me. What was uh, her the, lipstick message? I uh, it was like, it was like, uh, I'm 19. What do you what what do you think I'll be when I'm 35? It was like weirdly self-aggrandizing, and like, it, it was just like, and again, maybe it's because she's 19, and I think. God, the internet didn't exist when I was 19 to record every dumb thing I said and did. But dear God, I don't know. It just, it was like, oh, you're so young and dumb. <laughs> yeah, she definitely struck me as like, I'm young, dumb, and like, you know, young, dumb, public. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> I'm young and dumb, and I'm just going to play off that. She leaned into that storyline too much in that she like, you know... I'm going to play the whiny little bitch because it seems like it'd be really easy for me because everybody probably assumes I'm a whiny little bitch because I'm young. It just wasn't that impressive. But at the same time, I loved her. She ends up getting eliminated. Let's say that. And I loved her exit line. I thought it was great. Like, not bad for a first gig. Like, I thought it was great. But at the same time, Everything she did, all of her comedy, cued off all of her, like, confessionals in some way related to her being young. And I just thought it was rather uh, pedestrian, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, this is the, yeah, episode for her. Yeah, it is. I got nothing. You're, you're covering a lot of ground well, and I'm, I'm letting you fly. I just, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's too funny well any final thoughts uh just beyond reiterating how much i'm enjoying this season like it's it's like a delightful vacation or like remember like like remember what it was like during seasons five through eight yes yes (laughs) we're like and maybe it's because, with the exception of Gothy Kendall and uh, and Scaredy Cat, I think everyone else is in at least their late twenties, if not early thirties, right? Like, uh, I have to double- not all of them. I think Blue Hydrange is only like twenty five. Okay, so, but that's still that's, they're, that's they're, a seasoned that's a seasoned statesman on an American season nowadays. So maybe there is just something about these girls are a little more in possession of themselves. Yeah, I can see and that. It, it makes it more fun to watch. Yeah, I'll say this. It, see, it definitely feels like something that I can relate to and the perspectives of them more than I tend to be able to with now with the American Queens just because of generational things and like mm-hmm. timing and whatnot. But at the same time, I like that it feels new and different entirely 
because it is like very british in a way that like i just huh i never felt i would i never thought i would feel so ignorant of british culture as i do while watching this show which is honestly fairly nice because uh it it it's opened my eyes a lot more to what what's available in terms of british culture and the nuance related to it so i think that that's really interesting and fun while at the same time uh yeah it's giving me like more relatable queens and they're bringing it in a way that's different because it's not like they're the two that left already are the two like you know social media queens pretty much like where their whole existence exists online while with these girls that are still in it with the exception of possibly blue hydrangea like their online presence doesn't match their like real life performer presence so i think that it's going to be really interesting because we're going to see like girls where being a performer is first and being a social media personality is definitely like tertiary and so I think it's going to be different from the American seasons in that way because they aren't going to be so like hyper focused and like, you know, uh, deliberate, intentional, uh, honestly, like manipulative because it's just different that way. It harkens back to an age that we are no longer in, in terms of drag. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you said and just totally like maybe is it the editing that's better or the production team is a little like got their groove back. But even the way they're choosing to frame and develop them feels better, better done. Something that harkens back to like five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, where it was more authentic. Yeah, like if it's different people take some lessons if it's the same people i'm glad you all went on that like group retreat to a cabin by a lake and found yourselves again and the improvement is noted yeah i think it's i think it's a lot of that and i also think it's just the uh like the way that the queens are inherently it's different yeah yeah i have to agree with that it's just it's it's so nice to be only delighted and not exhausted by an episode of Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, because like you're getting drama, you're getting confessionals, you're getting authenticity in a way that you just don't anymore. Either there now there's no drama, and when there is, it's like vicious. <laughs> and like people are more authentic and I don't know. I I like yeah, it. Yeah, the confessionals feel like a kiki instead of like this is my monologue for uh, like the drag Emmy or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this, fe- this feels like being in a room with other queer people all sharing the same joke. Yeah. It's it, put it this way. Remember like the Eureka, the Vixen from season 10 where Vixen alleges like Eureka came up and asked her like, so how do you want to play this off? Like, we had a tiff yesterday. How do you want to play this off now, today? To, like, how do you want... How do you want to move the narrative? And put it this way. I don't think any of the girls this season of UK are, like, thinking or even conspiring to... Like, they don't even have the thought in their head of, like... I'm going to pull this other person aside and see how they want to play this off for the camera. They aren't doing that. They're just being themselves. Yeah, And I don't think that that happens uh, anymore on American Drag Race, where it's just like, oh, I was just myself. Like, even if you were like Nina West levels of I'm just being myself by being in proximity to people that are also like playing out their nth move, like you inherently are like the whole thing you're influenced by that environment and so i don't know it's refreshing to 
have a season where that type of environment isn't really established yet. Yeah. I totally agreed. It's it's nice. I want more of it. Bring I really want I want a I want a hard meeting with these people where they watch UK and then think what and I I really want them to think like what is working here that doesn't feel like it's working at home and make the changes you need to make. Yep. And my I all of the commentary, all of the social media that whatever I've encountered it's pretty unanimous. No one's. I, I haven't seen anyone be like, "Oh, the UK version's so boring. I want more of the uh, arch drama." Like, like no one's saying. Like, I've not seen one. The only negative opinion that even comes close as a negative opinion was like one vulture piece I read about the show not representing the true uh, racial, ethnic, or gender diversity of the UK drag scene. But that's it. No one has said, I found season 10 and 11 more fun and satisfying than I see this one. So I'm really hoping they get the message. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And on that, I think, optimistic note, uh, it's time to call it a day. We'll be back for for episode three. Uh, And uh, that's it for me. Bye. Uh...